Hey mama, is the number one dream in your heart to have more time to be present with your kids? Do you wish you could be present enough to help create and instill godly character, yet you are so busy with work, drowning in the to-dos, the laundry, and the carpool lines? Hi, I'm Michelle, a mom to three energetic kids, wife to an amazing guy, and daughter of the king. For years, I tried to manage my home while struggling to still have time to pour into my kids. The guilt was overwhelming and the to-do list just kept growing. And I was completely overwhelmed and stressed until I realized that I could create systems in my life and my motherhood that would change everything. In this podcast, you will learn time management, batching, habit stacking, setting boundaries, home organization, outsourcing, and you better believe we are going to be dishing out some chores so we can create hours of intentional time to pour into our kids since that is our number one priority as vibrant moms. Grab that lukewarm coffee. Let's stop time. Hey friends, today we are going to be talking about how to save time money, brain power, and be more at peace. Did you know you could do all of those things in one fell swoop? Before we jump on in, I am super excited to tell you that in case you have missed it, go back and listen to the last few episodes. Now we started a series. It's a five week series about 10 time management tools. These are really important tools. These are tools that I teach my clients to help them be more productive, to stay organized, and to manage all the things. Now, these tools have given my clients more time in their week and more time to pour into their kids, their marriage, and themselves. So each of these episodes, we dive in and dig a little bit deeper on one specific time management tool. So definitely go back and listen if you haven't heard those other episodes. They are gold, my friends. They are really fun. And I am hoping that you are able to take each one of those tools and just put them in your tool belt and use them when you need them or use them and refresh a little bit. Maybe you are saying to yourself when you listen, oh, I have this tool. I already know this. I use this. This is great. But listen in. There's some extra tips on how to use it and maybe how to kind of just revamp or tighten up what you're already doing. Now, I am super, super, super excited. This is the first time I've done this, so I'm super extra excited. But I wanted to do something fun after we conclude our five-week series. So I'm hosting a live workshop. This will be really, really fun. It will be all about time management strategies for the overwhelmed mom. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, jump in and grab a ticket to come. It's totally free. We're going to give away prizes. It'll be so much fun. So mark your calendar Tuesday, September 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, and 1 p.m. East Coast Time. So remember, mark your calendars and jump on in. It's going to be so much fun. There'll be prizes. It'll be great. 
go to Bird Michelle, B-Y-R-D-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E.com slash workshop to snag your ticket and snag your spot. Go there right now and go get it before you forget, before you turn off this podcast and go race back to the hundred and million other things you have to do, right? So jump on in. It's going to be really, really fun. I just can't wait. All right. We'll jump into what we have planned for today. We are talking about one of my favorite subjects, so I'll try not to talk too much or too long, but this is my favorite subject of how to save time, money, brain power, and be more at peace. Can you guess what it is? It's decluttering. So getting rid of more and more stuff that we have in our society and more stuff that we have to manage. I love decluttering. I think I've always loved it because afterwards, after you declutter a space and you just get it organized and cleaned up and you've thrown away things or given away things that you're not using, it just looks so much better. It's so much more peaceful. And so I just love it. But how do you declutter when you have zero time and a hundred zillion kids that you're driving from place to place and you have all the things and you are already really overwhelmed? You're saying, how do I fit this extra thing into my day when I already am at the brink? I already have all these other things I'm doing and that's why my house is all cluttered. It's okay. Take a deep breath, first of all grab some coffee (laughs) and a pen and notebook. And I am going to tell you all my secrets. I'm super excited. As I said, I love decluttering. So don't you worry. I got you. First, so many awesome decluttering podcasts and YouTube episodes that give all kinds of really fun ideas. I have to say, I love watching just YouTube videos about how to like declutter or good advice of different things you can do, or maybe different products you can use. Love it. But here are some of my favorites. Now I like the different podcasts, Clutter Free Academy with Kathy Lip. She is amazing. She works a lot more with people who are hoarders and tend to hoard more things and have a hard time getting rid of them. But she has so many good tips about decluttering and how to organize your space that I just love it. And so check out that. Also, I have a friend of mine, Emily McDermott. She has a podcast called Moms Overcoming Overwhelm, and it is all about decluttering. So definitely check out that one too. Very fun. And my YouTube video recommendations, because we all like watching a little YouTube, right? It's like our guilty pleasure. But I love a couple of YouTube videos. One is called But First Coffee. It's a really cute mom who lives, I think she lives in Seattle, and she has two cute kiddos and a small house, and she talks a lot about how to manage her space and how to get rid of stuff and go through things and just really to manage her space with tiny little kids. So I love it. She has all kinds of really fun hacks and things that she can get from the dollar store and Amazon that are life-changing. So check it out if you're on YouTube. Also, I love the minimal mom. She is a Christian. I think she lives in the Midwest somewhere, 
and she's just amazing. She's very kind in how she talks to people about decluttering and organization. And I love her message of she started to be a minimalist because she has four kids and it was just getting overwhelming with all the stuff. She was overwhelmed with managing all the stuff. And she realized that half the stuff they didn't even use. And then on top of that, she had to be the one who was managing all of it, taking care of it, finding it, making sure it was okay. All the things, right? So she found that she was far less stressed as a mom when she got rid of more things because it just meant there was less on her plate to manage. So she is really fun. Also, I love the minimalist home. She is a retired nurse, an ER nurse who has ADHD and she lives in Vancouver with her two boys and um, husband. And she talks all about just really interesting facts about like decluttering, like why you may have a hard time decluttering or different organizational spaces, but she is really funny and really fun to watch her YouTube videos. So those are just some of my guilty pleasures and my favorites when I go to like get ideas or think about how I can reorganize my space in my home. All right. Let's dive in. So I'm hoping you're taking notes because there is a ton of stuff. As I mentioned, all kinds of fun stuff. So number one, we're going to talk about the benefits of decluttering, kind of why you would want to do it. Number two, we're going to talk about lots of different methods that you can use. Some of these methods might appeal to you more than others. So this is kind of how to go about decluttering. These are all really fun methods. I found this very interesting. And then Number three, we are going to talk about how to do it, how to put that into your schedule, when to do it, even though you're overwhelmed and it feels like you have a lot on your plate. So let's jump in. We got lots to talk about. Number one, the benefits of decluttering. So why would you want to declutter? Now, the first thing is that it saves money because we realize what kind of things we already own. So we don't buy duplicates. Now, how many times have you gone to the market and you've picked up maybe an extra bottle of ketchup because you thought, oh, I can't remember if we have any more ketchup. Maybe we need some or salad dressing or one of the things you don't use very often. You get home and you go to put it away and you realize in your cupboard or pantry, you already have two extra bottles of ketchup. Or maybe you didn't even find them and you find them later and realize, my gosh, we have three bottles of ketchup. So the benefits of kind of decluttering is that you realize the stuff you already have. You already know I have one bottle of ketchup. And so you know, you don't have to buy another one. (laughs) So you've already seen where it is and you realize you don't have to buy it. So saving money. Number two, decluttering saves time because you can find the things you need easily. When there's not a hundred items in the drawer, you can find the six items that you use every day. This is like what we did in our kitchen drawer with all the utensils. We took out half the stuff in there and we figured out we have two ice cream scoops. We only needed one. We have a cheese grater that we use pretty much every day to shred 
cheese for something. We have scissors and some other things. So there's a handful of things in there that we use all the time. And then there's a handful of things that we were like, why do we have 20 spatulas? Well, when the kids were little and they would help my husband bake cookies or help make something, they would all want a spatula. So that's why we have 20. Do we still need 20 spatulas? No. So going through the drawers or decluttering will save you time because as we said, you'll look in the drawer and you'll say, oh, there's the thing I need. And there's less in the drawer to kind of sift through and look at. Studies have shown that clutter often affects women more than men. Just saying, just putting it out there. I think it makes us a little bit extra stressed We feel we have a lot more things to do. I think visually we don't realize how much it impacts us and definitely saves sanity and brain power. So we just, as I said, don't have to manage as much stuff. We don't have to make as many decisions about stuff. We just don't have that much stuff, which makes it so much easier. Now our home is more organized, as we mentioned, when you declutter. So visually it is less stressful, especially for women. Our stuff speaks to us every day. It tells us all kinds of things that we may not be realizing. So I think one key thing that I've heard from different people, which is totally true, is your stuff talks to you. If you have a pile of laundry that's sitting on a futon or in your living room, you're thinking whenever you pass that pile of laundry, I have to put that pile of laundry away. That pile of laundry is sitting there. I need to put it away. Or if you have something that's laying out in your kitchen, you're thinking, oh, I've got to do that. Oh yeah. I've got to sign that form for school. Oh yeah. There's a stack of mail that I have to go through here. Oh, there's a pile over here of this stuff that I need to read and go through. Oh, there's dishes over here that need to be put away, or there's dishes over here that need to be washed. But every time you see things, your objects, your stuff talks to you and sends you messages about either the things that you need to do or what needs to happen with it. So when you have your house more picked up, when things are organized, and you have less clutter, it will help you mentally be more at peace because you will not be looking around visually and see all the to-do items. So keep that in mind in the back of your head. So those are kind of the reasons, the benefits of decluttering. It saves us money. It saves us time. It saves us brain power. It helps us feel more at peace. So this is a fun one. So definitely take some notes here. We're going to talk about different methods of decluttering that might work for you. Now, as we talk through these methods, think about which method may work for you and think about decluttering as a muscle. The more you do it, the more you work it, the stronger it will be. So some of these methods might be better when you're first learning how to declutter, and some of them might be a little bit better after that muscle is a little bit stronger and you're able to make decisions a little bit faster. So think about maybe you wanna switch up these different methods. Maybe you like to do one method and then that isn't working for you, so you wanna do a different one. So just kinda have fun with it. Now, there are 
first of all, some boundaries you can set. You can use a method of setting boundaries by setting a timer. Maybe you set the timer for 15 minutes to declutter a space. So your kind of boundary is time. You're decluttering a space in 15 minutes. Or maybe you're setting a boundary that is a space boundary. Now that could be like, for example, downstairs we have an ottoman. And the ottoman is full of games and then a couple blankets that live in the living room. So that ottoman is the space. Whatever games can fit in that ottoman are the ones that we keep. And the other ones we either put somewhere else or we get rid of. So in that sense, we have set a space boundary. That works really well if you have children who don't want to give up something, or maybe there's something for you that you have a hard time making a decision and giving up a bunch of things. So you could say, okay, you have this box to put all of these little doodads in that you want to save. And the ones you can't fit in here, we're going to have to give away. So decide and pick your favorites, put them in there. And this is the amount of lauded space that you have to use. Those are just a couple different methods as we start. All right. We're going to talk about five main methods. Now in minimal home, she does a whole episode all about these five that I love, but these five kind of have been talked about throughout. So go over there and get more information. If <laughs> watch her YouTube video, the minimal home, if you would like, but she talks about these main five methods. One is to do a room a week. So this one is to declutter kind of one room each week. Now this night might be an easy way to go because it's very straightforward of, okay, each space, you know, what day that week you're going to, maybe it's every Saturday, you're going to declutter one room. However, this one is a little tough to tackle. I think if you have not decluttered much because one room can be really daunting. It can be a bit overwhelming to do an entire room, unless it's like, a very small space. So maybe like a closet or a bathroom. But typically when you say declutter a room, you're thinking the living room or the kitchen, which would be a huge one, or your master bedroom or your closet or a kid's room. There's a lot of stuff in each of those rooms. And so it might be too much to tackle if you don't have that strong decluttering muscle to make lots of decisions. So I would hold off on this method until you're a little bit more deeper into making lots of decluttering decisions quickly. One quick method with this that might kind of work in tandem is Dawn from the minimal mom that we kind of talked about. She has four kiddos and has found that living with less means that she has to manage less. She likes to do kind of an onion method, which she talks about, which might work well with this one room method. The onion method is that decluttering is kind of like layers. So you declutter a room maybe one time, and then the next time you go back to it, you 
figure out more stuff you probably don't need and you declutter a second time. And then the next time you go back to it, there might be a couple extra other things you're kind of done with. So the more you do it, you take off like the first layer and that's pretty easy to say. These things we definitely don't touch, these things we kind of touch. And so as you keep doing it, you keep kind of peeling off more and more of those layers as you declutter. That's kind of the onion method. So the one room a week method is one way you can declutter. Number two, you can do, you've probably heard of it, the Marie Kondo method. Now she loves to sort things by category. So she'll take out everything from one category and only keep the things that spark joy. So this is a fun one because I really love the fact that you should keep what makes you happy and that the stuff that you're keeping should bring you joy and you should like it. However, this I think can be a little bit overwhelming. I've seen where she's taken out everybody's stuff and put from your closet, right? And put it all over your bed. And then you have to go through each thing and find out if it sparks joy and if you want to hug it and that kind of thing, and then put it back in your closet, which is a little overwhelming. But the idea is that this might be a little tricky if everything you own sparks joy. So if you say, oh, this shirt sparks joy, I love this, and this shirt sparks joy, and this shirt sparks joy, how do you decide which thing to declutter? So that's where it can get a little bit tricky in this method. Number three. Now this one is a new method I hadn't heard of, but is really kind of fun. So this is the 10-10-10 method. Now this one I really like because it keeps you kind of moving quickly. So you pick 10 items that you would like to keep from a place. Maybe you're doing like the whole closet. So there's 10 items you want to keep, 10 items you want to donate, and 10 items you want to toss. So this kind of keeps you moving quickly. And I think it's a good method to start off with because it's not that hard to make decisions about 10 things right? You can usually find 10 things you're ready to get rid of or 10 things that should go in the trash. This method I kind of like because it keeps you, it kind of gets the momentum ball rolling. And it's really good for people who have already started to work that strong decluttering muscle because it does mean that you can make quick decisions. You can say, okay, this space, these 10 things bring me joy. So I'm keeping them. These 10 things do not. So I'm giving them away. But it might be hard for people who are beginners because it does require that you make quick decisions. So maybe that's like a mid-range method. All right, number four. This one is a very interesting one. It's called Swedish death cleaning. I'm not sure if you've heard of this one and it may sound a little bit morbid, but the idea is that you want to go through as much of your stuff so that your kids, when you die, your kids do not have to endure going through a lot of your stuff. This one I think appeals to us a little bit more because as our parents are aging, you can think about all the stuff that they have in their home and going through it all. And you know, boxes of papers as you were a child that you just don't want. So the idea of Swedish death cleaning is awesome because um, the idea is to go through your stuff so that you're not burdening those you love after you pass away. 
But the idea of kind of (laughs) facing your own mortality and thinking about death and thinking about what kind of things you don't need anymore can kind of be daunting. So it's a good method. I think it's a good idea to have in the back of your head of if I died, would somebody really want this thing? Would that be that important to them? If it's not that important to me, would they really want this thing? Are they really going to care? So something (laughs) to put in the back of your head. Now, the next method, method number five that we're talking about is the 30 day method. Now, this one is kind of fun and it can be a fun challenge that you can do with a friend or a community or a group or maybe a couple friends. So for one month or for 30 days, you give away one thing each day, but you add to it. So like the first day you're giving away one, you find one thing to give away. The second day you find two things to give away. The third day, three things. So you just go on and on and on till the end of the month. So it makes it kind of like a fun game to see how many things. And it also doesn't feel that daunting. At the very beginning, you can definitely find one thing you're willing to give up that you can declutter. And then as you kind of go, it's building that decluttering muscle. So I like this one for beginners because you are building that muscle. You're not making that many decisions quickly. You're just kind of trying to think about your things and your space, and you're kind of moving through that at a steady pace. And then towards the end of the month, you're then getting rid of 30 things on that final day. But it also can, as you think about it, get rid of a lot of things over the course of that month and not feel overwhelming or like it's a big task. So we've talked about the benefits of decluttering and we've talked about a bunch of different methods. (laughs) So a bunch of different ideas of what could work for you and feel free to try them all out. They're really fun. At least I think they're fun. And then number three, we're going to talk about how do you put this in your schedule? When do you declutter? When you're cup is already full and you're already running around like a chicken with your head cut off, trying to do all the things. How do you also add this into your space, which feels overwhelming? So we don't want it to feel overwhelming. So the main thing is to put it into your calendar, put maybe a 15, 30 minute block in some time in your calendar. Now, I love to declutter in the same space as other people because I'm an extrovert. So I love being with them. So for example, when my kids and my husband will play video games, maybe I will declutter the miscellaneous drawer that's in the kitchen and I can hang out with them. Or maybe when we're all in the living room or the kitchen, I will declutter something that's in that space. So I like to tend to declutter something when I'm with everybody or there's decluttering spots that like the miscellaneous drawer that you have to go back to again and again. So maybe I just say, okay, I will do this on Saturday morning when I'm hanging out with all the family. There's that you can declutter while you're in the same space as somebody. But the idea is mainly that you want to declutter a small space at a time that you want to declutter a space like a drawer or a bin, or the whole closet, or the area where everybody dumps their shoes, right? Do you have one of those spots 
We have one of those spots is in the garage. I couldn't handle it. So <laughs> it's all the stinky shoes are in the garage and it's lovely. We don't trip over them. They're in the garage. All right. So as I said, declutter one small space at a time. If it's too big, it can be overwhelming. And then you just feel discouraged. You feel overwhelmed. You feel like this is just not working. And so that can just lead you in the opposite direction that we want to go. So just make sure that you're decluttering a space that is nice and small, that may take you 15 to 30 minutes. Now, when you are decluttering that space, first we wanted to put it into our calendar to make sure maybe Saturday morning, maybe you're doing it at a certain time. It does usually help to put things in your schedule, in your calendar every day at a recurring time or every week at a recurring time, you're going to declutter for 30 minutes and then maybe you choose where. All right, but when you decide, okay, I've put it in my calendar, I'm set up for doing it for this time, I've planned to declutter, let's say the junk drawer. You wanna have three boxes or three areas. Boxes are great, but you need to have one of stuff that does not live in the drawer that needs to go elsewhere. Stuff you still wanna keep, but it doesn't need to go there. It needs to go elsewhere. Number two, a box to donate. So these are things that are still in good working order that if you got, you would feel okay with getting. And number three, trash or recycling. So make sure that you have those three boxes when you are going to declutter. And as I said, set up a little bit of time on the front end to like get yourself ready. Like, okay, I've got these three boxes. I've got this space. I have 30 minutes. Let's go. And then before that 30 minute timer goes off, you want to save five to 10 minutes to clean up because you want to be able to put away each of those boxes and make sure that space is tidy so that if you only have 30 minutes, you're not leaving that space as is in the middle of kind of decluttering and tidying it because then everything will just go back into the drawer, right? Let's be honest. So make sure that you're starting with those small spaces. And definitely start with spaces that are the biggest problem. So maybe there's a space that's the junk drawer or the craft bin or the closet that doesn't close or the door or drawer that doesn't close. Maybe there's a drawer that's like overflowing. You know, we all have those drawers. Maybe start with that one and just do that one. Just clean out the things that are in that one drawer. So that would be my suggestion. This is a super long episode. Sorry, but there's lots of information, as we said. So we talked about the benefits of decluttering, why we would want to do it. We talked about different methods that are super fun. I love all of those. And we also talked about when to do it, how to fit it into your schedule, to have it nice and short, just 30 minutes. And that being from the time that you begin to the time that it's ended, either put it in your calendar or figure out a time where you're going to just declutter a small space. I do pray that this episode has blessed you and given you some new tricks to do decluttering and to deal with all the clutter and all the stuff. So this is a huge topic, but don't let decluttering scare you. 
as you do it more and more, those decluttering muscles will get stronger. You'll be able to make decisions a little bit faster about what things you don't want or aren't using or don't need. Don't try to carve out a huge block of time and do a big giant project. Do it a little by little and do it in nice small spaces. As we said, spaces that are driving you crazy the most take 30 minutes and plan to declutter that space. The key is just to be consistent and to practice, to build up that muscle of decluttering. Now remember, don't miss the incredibly free live workshop, Time Management Strategies for the Overwhelmed Mom. It will be on Tuesday, September 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it will be so much fun. So go to birdmichelle, B-Y-R-D-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E.com slash workshop and sign up for the workshop. It'll be super fun. As I said, we'll get to hang out and talk, bring your coffee. We'll have prizes. It'll be great. All right. Now go and have a busy, vibrant day, my friends. Did this podcast bless you? Did you learn something new? Did this podcast encourage you? Please leave our mom a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it blessed you, encouraged you, or challenged you in some new way that is helping you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that needs community too? I also would love if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know that you are actually enjoying the show and that it is blessing you. Plus, it makes me happy to hear from you. Come on over to our free community, birdmichelle.com, and grab your free gifts. I have free productivity programs and everything you need to know about working with me taking my courses, or connecting. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. 